Open the eyes of our faith that we may behold him in all his redeeming work. I speak to you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. It has been said that the empty tomb does not explain the resurrection. The Son, being raised by the Father, explains it. And today, we have a resurrection account kind of like the one we heard last Sunday. And just as a recap, last Sunday's gospel featured Jesus appearing to the disciples, except for Thomas, who was, well, he was somewhere else. And when the disciples see Thomas later, and they explain to him that the risen Jesus appeared to them, he wants to see the resurrection of Jesus with his own eyes. It is Jesus who invites Thomas to touch and see, to behold and witness his resurrected form. And in Luke's gospel today, we hear similar words from Jesus to the disciples. Look at my hands and feet. See that it is I, myself. Touch me and see. An empty tomb does not necessarily stir belief in the resurrection. It is the work of the Father who raises Jesus and the biblical accounts of our Savior appearing to the disciples after his death that achieves the goal. It is the important witness of those who encounter the resurrection that tells the story from the account of the road to Emmaus earlier in the Gospel of Luke to this one we just heard. It is God's story, and it's ours to tell. That's the beauty and the mystery of resurrection. God goes beyond the absence of Jesus' body in a tomb. God continues past angels declaring the good news that he is not here. He has been raised. God invites us into the resurrection, just like the angel that tells Mary and Mary Magdalene to go and tell the disciples about what has taken place. We are to go and tell. We are to be witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus will appear to the disciples, opening their minds to Scripture and commissioning them to go to all nations. Be a witness, beginning in Jerusalem. We might consider what it meant to the disciples to be eyewitnesses. After Jesus shows them his hands and feet, the text says, while in their joy, they were still disbelieving and still wondering. And this to me is the most frustrating and yet very real human response to what's happened. The disciples' joy abounds, and yet there's still disbelief. They're still not sure what they've seen. What does it mean for these followers of Jesus to place their hands on the physical body 
of the resurrected, their resurrected teacher and Lord, when they do not feel safe in their own bodies, even in a locked house, as depicted in the gospel from last week. If they take their eyes off Jesus for a moment and they peer out the door, would they see any evidence that points to resurrection being a possibility for them? And for us as Christians, we profess a faith in the one who has victory over death, and yet we wake daily to events in our world that seem to deny this. So what does it mean to call ourselves Easter people? On Monday morning, as I drove to church, I saw a young woman walking on 6th Street on the sidewalk near the church. And from a distance, I could see that as she was walking, she gazed up, looked at our church, beautiful building, and then kept walking. And I smiled and I thought to myself, you know, I should be taking a walk. This is such a nice morning. And I slowed a bit as I approached so that she wouldn't be rushed, feel like she had to hurry up on her walk and cross the parking lot. It just seemed like such a lovely way to start the day. And as I pulled into the parking lot and stepped out of my car, she was much further along, much further from the church. And so I just kind of peered down the street just to get a glimpse at her. And I really squinted, and I realized she didn't have any shoes on. And she was talking loudly to herself. She was battling something I know I didn't understand. And she turned the corner and she was gone. And I was left standing there with my story as she was out for a walk, just a casual stroll because it was such a nice morning. And this story, well, now it just sort of laid in a pile at my feet. My mind went into fix-it mode. I started thinking, well, she needs shoes. She might need to go see a doctor, or have a meal, reconnect with family. All these other bandages I was mentally adding up for her. I made all these calculations as I neared the door of our church. And then I realized I wasn't called to try to tie up her story in a neat and tidy package this day. Let us remember that the final line from our gospel is this. We are called to be witnesses. When I walk into this church, it still sings with resurrection. I mean, you can literally feel Easter in this building. Yet just outside the doors, I felt like what I had seen on Monday, somehow it just didn't fit with the Easter season that we're all called to live into. So let's return to the tomb for a moment. 
The tomb of Jesus was empty because his body placed in a tomb did not stay there. He descended to the dead, and Jesus truly experiences what it means to be separated from God, to battle forces of death, and then to be raised in glory on the third day. And this is why I can say that that young woman I described, her life, her struggles do not contradict this Easter season that we are living in or the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus willingly stood in death in the places that seemed to offer a final tragic ending, and this is no accident. The work of resurrection includes suffering. It includes separation. It includes death. And through the work of the Father, it also includes restoration and new life. There is space in the resurrection story for a woman who is battling her own demons. There is room for disciples who still cannot comprehend the risen Jesus who's standing right in front of them, who would have to learn to become witnesses. There is room for us to struggle in this world we are living in. And there's even room for me, I hope, who felt helpless. I forgot what it meant to bear witness to the resurrection for a minute. Jesus told the disciples to proclaim the work that God has done and that repentance and forgiveness is available to everyone. This would not be an easy task for the disciples. Their witness would magnify the Lord through the altar of their lives. We Easter people are called to do the same. God invites us into the joy, the praise, and beholding and proclaiming the resurrection of Jesus. There is no place that is off limits. The risen Christ shows us that resurrection is possible, just like Jesus appeared to the disciples. Resurrection that we can touch and see. Resurrection that we can name and share. This is God's desire for us. And there is a divine kingdom still to come. We don't always have to try to tidy up suffering, like the mental bandaging I was offering the woman who vanished before I could decide what I might do for her. This is not always what God is calling us towards. What God is always calling us to are the many instances where we can be a spiritual witness to use our lives to magnify what God has done and is still doing. What God has done is marvelous to behold. Let that be the story we tell. Amen.